Recorded live. Okay, well, it's, it's really ironic because we spent 2400 on the campaign. And from Gary's perspective in Facebook, it looks like we had 20 people convert and purchase our program. From our perspective in Infusionsoft, when looking at which web forms people signed up from, we only um, had two new people come in from Facebook that purchased. So what that tells me is that when he was sending out the ads, it targeted our database who had probably already signed up, but they clicked the ad anyway, and then they didn't sign up again because they were already signed up. And therefore, later on, it tracked them and showed that they purchased later. Um, what that says to me is that um, we did not have a lot of purchases solely from Facebook. Um, Facebook obviously helped. But um, it is a concern moving forward in which we're thinking about a long-term strategy, nurture strategy. Um, so it's yeah, hard to, so, to say so, the stats, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Danny, so, so what I'm yeah. – yeah. it, was, it was two people who were new to the database who came from Facebook. Is that correct? That's what I would say, yes. Okay. From, the, from so, my research in Infusionsoft. Okay, so so basically, the ads brought in two fresh people, but then um, there's sounds like there's a a lot of people that came through the ads that were already associated with your database. Um, so you're kind of looking at it and say, well, how much can we associate? You know, was that Facebook or were they a bot in any way? Um, what I found is that even if they're on the email database, if we've done we've done promotions where we have leveraged Facebook ads to the list and then ones that we haven't. So I would go out on a limb and say that probably at, at least 50% of the people that came in that were that triggered through the Facebook tracking, even though they're on your list, that that's like found money. Even though they're, you can email them and things like that, but we found that we're getting more benefit out of running the ads to our list than we are on the list. So even our existing promotion, we're basically we're finding that more people are just seeing it just because open rates aren't great and people just aren't tuning into the emails. So there's definitely a, 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 a pretty substantial amount of benefit to having the emails to your own email list. And so that's, that's a piece. But outside of that, I think that the, the list growth that you've had, I, and I think, Danny, you were speaking to this, but the follow-up plan is super important because it's just new. So those sales may not have uh, come in yet, but it's about the nurturing on the next one and, and you know, monetizing those leads as you go. But. Yeah, I mean, it was really odd because I think of the 20 that Gary said, only I think three, maybe four, actually signed up on that Facebook web form. Everyone else had already signed up in Jennifer's database um, previous okay. to, I guess, clicking the ad. So I, I actually went through each web form oh, to okay. see which form they filled out. So yeah, literally okay. so only you, like three or four people signed up on the Facebook web form that purchased. Okay, so, that might be. Okay. <laughs> um, but we did get um, like over like 900, 800, 900 new leads. Theoretically, I didn't go through each one to see if they were already in her database. But um, theoretically, we're just you, keeping it Why there. not? <laughs> that would only take a week. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. 
but uh, you know, so that's that's good. Um, we and I also did research to see last time and this time, and it seems there are a handful of people that purchased right away, first time, you know, by, uh, purchasers having never purchased anything before. Then there were a handful of people that um, took the previous class, then took this class and purchased. And then, like, about half of the purchasers have been in Jennifer's database for years. Oh, wow, that just haven't purchased. No, that, that, that did purchase this time and have just been in and out of Jennifer's database trying to this free class, that free class, making a small purchase okay. here. And then finally they decided to take this bigger class, but they've been in the database for Okay. Years. Okay. Um, and so, how how did the the overall like from the high high level, how did this stack up compared to maybe, you know, um, you know when you did it the time before, maybe the time before that, where did this end up just overall for you? Last time we had about twenty um, purchases, um, but we didn't necessarily have the strong call to action of the. Um, the live class, and this time we did two live classes and the replay, and they both had really strong call to actions, and we noticed immediate purchases right after the, the live class, which was something I haven't seen before. Um, last time was 20. This time was about 38, 39. Um, influx from the last Facebook campaign, we spent like $400. And it tracked like, I don't know, three or four purchases, and we had about 200 register at $400. This time we spent $2,400. Um, the cost per conversion on this one was about 250 The cost per lead was about 250 this time. Nice. Last time it was about a dollar, maybe a dollar fifty. So I, we definitely set, you know, a, a goal of registering 33, and we surpassed the goal, yet it, it has, is not as great as ones we've done in the past, but there could be several factors contributing to the fact that it's not as high as it was in the past. Um, so the, the thing about moving forward is there's kind of two things that we wanted to really discuss with you is the nurture sequence and follow-up campaign and we're planning to do another run next month um, advertising to people who are therapists looking for continuing education units which is kind of a new oh, demographic right. a new target so we're kind of mm -hmm. looking to your help for like you know how to best utilize our time today, and we have a call next week as well. Um, you know, what what makes sense for this new campaign that we're doing? We have no sense of what to spend, how to look. We're doing some research right now. Um, and the nurture sequence, um, kind of heading towards the end of the year. So we're looking for guidance on what to explore with you first and in moving forward. Cool. So, so a couple things I would say. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just before, I just want to add a little bit there. So mm -hmm. just to remind you, Nick, that um, basically I, I have a year-long class that starts January 1st. So, okay. yeah, so uh, there's the Finding Freedom, which is my boot camp class. And then a lot of people who take Finding Freedom will go then and take Master for Living when it starts January 1st. 
So we're looking at the next four months as uh, leading up to that uh, Masterful Living class starting in January. So really thinking about the whole fall is also enrolling people or preparing people to enroll in Masterful Living. Because that's a different strategy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. So a couple things I would say is um, I feel like we should we should drill down into a conclusion of just about the ads. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, I think having 900-plus leads, there's so much, um, you know, more in that list. And um, I've got a survey strategy to help figure out exactly what, you know, where you, you know, what programs you can put them into. So a, a survey strategy for that amount of leads would be incredible. Um, and there's definitely some follow-up things that we can drill down into um, to, to monetize that list in, in the next couple months heading into, um, you know, the, the class in January. But as far as the ads goes, so sometimes when you ramp up the budget, the cost per lead will also go up once you're starting to kind of get to scale it out a little bit further. Um, but overall, I think part of where I'm getting from this is I think, Danny, I think that you are really effective with the Facebook ads. And I know it may not be a strong suit or something that, you know, I think that you might, um, time could be spent well in other places. But what's your take as far as just having someone managing your ads moving forward versus um, you going back and doing it? I think there'd be some cost savings, but also it, I, I, I get the impression that you just really, were, you know, you're awesome at it. Um, <laughs> you just probably part of your language and you being, you having such a deep understanding of the content. So it could be copy, you know, things like that. So just what's your what's your feedback or, or thoughts on that? Well, I you know, it seems like what Gary's doing is a lot more complex than what I was doing. Um and he, he tried to match what I had done. Um, but there were lots of different factors. The the landing page was a little different and, and everything. So but I don't know the strategies that you guys use to separate, segregate, target better. I literally just looked for age range and countries and, you know, people and just plugged it in. But I do agree that um, the copywriting is really important and um, we ended up writing our copy for the the, the landing pages um, mm-hmm. because it's hard, you know, we haven't been able to really find someone who understands our demographic. And if you don't yeah. understand the demographic, then a lot of the typical sales pages turns them off. And so some of the ads, if they're presented in a certain way, turns them off as well. So I definitely am working very closely with Gary to kind of do assist with copywriting and wording and everything. Um, cool. And then, I, yeah, because I know that a lot of the ad strategies, it it gets very labor intensive, but yeah, if you're if you're able to manage in that closely, where you can put you know your language into it and have your um, you know just everything from language to um, just like some oversight, then if he's doing all the heavy lifting and just you know split testing and just all the different different ways of targeting, then that that saves a tremendous amount of time. Um, so okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel that's kind of, you know, it would be a lot for me to go in, split test, 
being there multiple times a day, turning them on and off. I mean, I've done that. Um, uh, but I feel like I don't know that we did a whole lot. Of, I mean, we did a little bit of split testing, but I don't feel like there was a lot that was that was done this time. Um, uh, he did match my previous ad because I think the one that he was using, I, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, that's not, not going to really. I, I don't even know if he used, ended up using my old ad or not, to be honest. Um, but so I think I looked in on it. I, was, I didn't see a difference. But he was maybe was using the other one split testing somewhere else. So I was pretty in contact with him the whole time. Um, I do know that the, the campaign could have been improved a lot, I felt. Um, but it may have just been a matter of working together for the first time on limited time because we were really like, we only gave him like two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel, okay. yeah, I feel like it's good to have someone else do it, but it is, it's kind of a hybrid because I'm having to be extremely involved. So it's not as easy as we had anticipated. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think part of the, the challenge with Facebook ads is it's um, it's becoming more challenging today than it than it was six months ago, and that's just it's. Um, I mean, we're doing a campaign right now, and we're sharing our live you know, Facebook course, and, and hands down, this is the hardest campaign we've we've ever done in my mm-hmm. whole life, not just with Life on Fire, and and so I think that it's just um, I think that. There's still tons of opportunity. I mean, you, you know, 900 leads. There's there's so much abundance if you know followed up with in the right ways that we you know there's there's lots of opportunity there. Um, but it's just something that it's it's just harder than it was before, unfortunately. But um, I think that there's still well, there. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, there's just massive value in being able to have the brand out there and have that kind of lead flow. Um, but what I would say is with those leads and potentially depending on, on your you know, feedback, maybe with your whole database, but very, very specifically for those 900 people that came in, um, it would be incredible to reach out with a survey specifically for them and get help, help get clear on just you know, what are their biggest you know, challenges and frustrations. And you could even have them do things like rating their interest on different things that you guys offer and have. And I think that that would really, by doing the survey, would really shed a lot of light on, you know, what is the best way to follow up with them? Like, wow, I didn't realize that they're all into a certain, you know, that, that a certain program might be the best fit for them. So I would, I would survey them first and have a pretty detailed survey. One mm-hmm. thing that we found with surveys that makes it really fun for people and you get a higher percentage of them filling it out is, if you just have a you know a simple video and you make it like the survey contest and make it fun, and so the video is just like hey you know we're really you know help us help you we're excited to share this this contest with you and here's how it works we have a three minute survey it'll take you just three minutes or less but you know we want to just understand how we can best serve you and how we can best help you we have so much content we have so much to share with you but we want to make this tailored so that you have you know, the, we had the most value and the best experience. So what will happen is that just by filling out the survey, you're going to go into a raffle. And by being a part of the raffle, we're going to give away, you know, these five prizes. So maybe that, you know, you have, um, you know, a, you just determine 
what are a couple of the things you want to give away. The nice thing about about using that contest model is it gives you an opportunity to plant a seed or to talk about something that you want to sell. So for example, you know, we've done this in the past and I had one of the prizes was a VIP day with me. And the cool thing is that a lot of people didn't realize that I did that, you know, and they didn't know what that even meant. So it was mm-hmm. cool that in the video said, you know, for, you know, this is a $10,000 value and here's the benefits and here's like the outcome of this and this is the, the first place prize, the grand prize. And what's cool is that we actually had leads come in that wanted that but didn't win. So it, it was cool that it actually created opportunities. So you could do something with, you know, if, you know, if it's with Jennifer, whether it's with your time or maybe it's you're planting the seed for, you know, the, the program in January. Like maybe you're going to give access. The grand prize is access into the program in January for one person that wins so that you get the opportunity to explain what it is and why it's amazing. And so that could be just an idea as far as like the prizes. And then I find that when you have some other tangible ones, so, you know, with my market, people love things like microphones or, you know, Kindles or iPad minis, but we're, you know, we'll do shirts and things like that or like lights and fire pint glasses. But just having some other things that are just fun, that are low cost, but they're tangible so that you have a handful of people winning stuff and you ask them, you send them the stuff, you ask them to take a picture with it, post it in your group. Um, so that contest model and getting the feedback from that, I feel like doing that and then responding to that 900-person list and saying basically what happens from there is, you know, you you email about the video, you have a couple more emails just about the survey and when it's ending, thanking them for the responses, things that you're learning. You just kind of have like this, it's almost like a dialogue with them where you're just kind of sharing what you're learning from it and, wow, you know, we had someone that mentioned this and never thought of that. So it just kind of makes it interactive. And then once it's done, you follow back up and it's, and basically to the list it's saying, you know, after doing the survey, here's what we learned. And this is, and, you know, and then make them an offer that is really catered to their needs. And so, you know, this is what, you know, that majority of people were looking for X, Y, and Z. And, you know, for that reason, that's why we're, we're you know, sharing a special offer and it's at a discount this month or whatever you'd like to do. But whatever their feedback is, then just provide them with the course that you have that will best meet their needs. And you can then drive revenue in that way just by even just doing that type of an email promotion to follow up afterwards. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great idea. We we haven't had great luck with surveys, and Danny can share with you some of the stats on surveys. So I think what would help us is to have um, help with the questions and help with mm-hmm. how to even – like I think the – maybe a contest will work. It's it's kind of interesting because the older audience, I wonder if they, I think your audience is younger. So I just yep. wonder how responsive they'll be to that. But I'd like to try it. Yeah, and I mean, the nice thing is it just takes some of the, you know, it, it just it just takes some of the, it just makes it a different dynamic because it's like, you know, help us help you and, you, you know, makes it fun and you can give away some of your books or, you know, a course or whatever it may be. Um, and then as far as the questions, I think one of the, the most Im- impactful one is, you know, what's your biggest challenge or frustration with X? So for, for us to be like, you know, what's your number one challenge or frustration with being an entrepreneur and have it be an open-ended question. And 
Um, you know, and what they're saying is you're finding out those problems that they have and that your courses meet the needs of those different problems. So I think that that's, that's one you know, type of a question that is really impactful. I think outside of that, having a multiple choice question that asks them what they're most interested in. So if you just look at your, you know, your audience and all the different things that you teach, you could have like the rate on a scale of one to five. So five is your most interested, one is your least interested. But then just put the different categories related to the things that you teach. So for us, it's like, you know, we've done this and we've had, you know, Facebook advertising, you know, webinars, and we had, um, you know, video marketing and um, sales training. So we had a couple of those different responses. And it was really interesting to see where people were ending up. And, um, and then we're able to follow back up and just say, wow, we, we didn't realize that everyone really needed more webinar support. So here's the webinar conversion formula. So that is a definitely a good one. I think even having something that will help you with leads. So for example, every time we do a survey, we always have a question that will also um, indicate some interest. So we might put on a scale of 1 to 10, um, you know, how interested are you in getting personal one-on-one -on -one coaching and to help you grow your business? And so what's cool is that by doing so, you know, you get an idea of where the person is at. And we also have them include their name. So when they include their name, that you will know individually. So it's not like an anonymous survey where, you know, all the, all, all the data will get, you know, if you use something like SurveyMonkey, you can look at it all and you can see most people answer this way. But we have them include their name, first and last, and phone number. And what's cool is that it gives an opportunity for us to um, collect phone numbers. And based on their answers, we can follow up and we say, hey, listen, you know, we, we noticed that your biggest challenge is X, and we noticed that you're interested in coaching, so we wanted to just reach out and, you know, so this might be, you know, in our case it might be Donna, would reach out and just say, hey, well, you know, we would love to offer you a complimentary hour, you know, with Nick or an hour with one of our coaches, and let's see if we can solve that problem. So a total give doesn't feel, you know, weird, and, you know, then they get on the phone with the coach, and then they can, you know, bring them into coaching or bring them into whatever that may be. So, um, so just what's nice is that you can look at it from perspective where, and you're just clear with the expectations. You know, we will, you know, want you to put your name in there, put your, um, you know, so, you know, the first question is about your, your name and your contact info. And, you know, you're just clear that you want to know what people are thinking. So it's a little different than where you're just getting like, you know, feedback where um, they assume it's completely 100% anonymous. But really this is more about creating opportunities and it's more about um, understanding what those people are looking for because then the nice thing is it does create a situation where you can follow up with people. I mean, if people are interested in a certain program, because you can even have, you know, like how interested are you in this particular program? You know, it just provides an opportunity to get an understanding of where people are at, but also for follow-up too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and one thing, just um, this is a little bit of a of a separate topic, but do you um, use a Facebook group um, for folks that are not customers? So just a Facebook group that are people that um, that have like opted in. Any chance, Danny? No. 
So I mean, Jennifer here, has her so, fan page. The challenge with that is that is keeping activity. In. Like we have a couple groups that are that were for A Course in Miracles or Jennifer's fan page, but um, yeah, the challenge is the moderation and the activity in the group. So, so this, so, so one thing that, and this is just a um, an idea, but one thing that we found to be incredibly beneficial for um, the promotion that we're doing right now about the Facebook course is anyone that opts in for the webinars, they're getting free access to a Facebook group and they're not customers. But it's very clear in the description, we're even going to add some language to the, the timeline cover in there or the, the, the group cover so that the expectations are clear just about, you know, the, about you know, what's being provided. And the, the purpose of it is to provide content in there. So what that's allowing us to, to do is to just share additional content related to Facebook marketing. But there's not an expectation for Valerie or myself to be in there answering everyone's questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you could even turn off the ability for them to comment, or not just to comment, but for them to post their own thing. So it becomes – so imagine the people – if the only interaction you had to do, Danny, was just to – you know, just to, if people are, you know, commenting on things, just to keep an, an eye on that. But if you turned off the ability for them to post their own stuff, that weeds out any spam, it weeds out, you know, all kinds of random questions. And it just becomes a place where every time you guys do something or sharing blog posts or just sharing content, it's just one more outlet where once a week, just share something in the group that will add value. And, you know, whether it's content or a video or whatever it may be, um, and ideally, it would be stuff that you already have just so it doesn't create a burden. And it, it may not be something that, that your existing database would jump all over, but you've got to figure when you're bringing in the ads through Facebook, you're already getting them to opt in. But that thank you page could have that group. And then it just becomes one more place to just have a touch point. So it's like if you know you're going to be doing advertising long term, the people that are coming in through Facebook ads, we know they're on Facebook, and we know that they understand it. So the nice thing is that just becomes one more place where, you know, let's say you've got your promotion coming up, and they're seeing it in their email inbox. You know, they're also seeing it in the Facebook group. And then, shoot, they're also going to see, you know, ads as well. And it just makes it easy for them to dialogue. So we're finding that that has been the saving grace on this promotion because our lead costs are literally more than double that what we're used to. But we're finding that the group and the people in it and people asking questions and buying from the group is making it really worth it. And we know we're going to sell the course, the Facebook course again later. So we're just, it's, it's something that we'll find to be very effective, but I want to share that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so um, one thought I have, Nick, is I, so I, I feel very strongly that we could have a great success engaging therapists to take some of my classes for CEU. So we're working on that and how that can transpire. But I'm also just questioning is creating a, you know, tweaking the sales page towards therapists and the topic and all of these things. Is that the smartest thing for us right now, or is it better to just repeat what we've done? Um, one of the things that uh, increased our success was having um, JV partners, but we're 
we kind of used all the ones that we knew of, so we'd have to engage new ones to be able to get that, because we got um, maybe, would you say, Danny, a third of the people who enrolled came through JVs, or? It was about nine, so about a quarter. Hmm. Yeah. So just wondering, what is the smartest move for us now? Because really one of the things for us to to be aware of now is just keeping the steady flow of income because we're, we've, we're investing so much in the, you, Gary, and the Facebook ads that um, – and we had earlier in the year, you know, we were struggling with some of the things we couldn't quite work out. So we're, I'm paying down debt, and so I just need to be very mindful of my finances. So I'm wondering what you think about that. Yeah, so I, I think that if you, um, the, I mean, the number one opportunity in a short term is definitely, you know, do the survey and monetize those leads. And at 900 leads, the way we would think of that is 900 leads would be over six figures of revenue we could drive in. We would have to get on the phone with some people, but there's there's lots of abundance there. Um, you know, example Gary uh, Gary, excuse me, Ben Shaib, um, who does some sales training. He did his first webinar, and um, you know, basically wasn't super happy with the amount. Of, you know, he only had about 315 people registered. He only got eight strategy sessions. But from that, he'll break fifty thousand in revenue. Now, it's you know when you're when you're teaching someone a skill like sales, I mean, there's there's no doubt there's you know it's a different market that, that you're in. So there's you know your numbers will be a little different or you know, maybe quite a bit different. But I just show that there's because there's lots of um, revenue in that list, and just to really you know do the survey strong, then follow up with what are the courses that's going to serve them best, and from a focus standpoint. If you were to focus in on that and then serving them with what they can use out of your existing products, I think you drive more more revenue and abundance going that direction than, than throwing on a totally separate, different, um, you know, sales letter or even product, you know, to cater to that other market because I think that and – the, and the reason I think that is because from the Facebook ads, you're you're starting – you're getting a lot of leads now, and now it's just about let's most effectively monetize those leads and then bring in more. And I think that it would be best suited for the focus on that as opposed to another different um, you know, product. Well, it's really the same product. It's my Finding Freedom Boot Camp, so it's really the same product. Um, okay. But it, we're, we would target a, a very specific market, which is – Therapists, social workers, psychiatrists, people like that who need to get CEUs. But it's the same product. Okay, I got you. Okay, so if it's the same product, I would first focus on monetize, survey, monetize the list. And then I think, I mean, the best thing is, is testing it. What I like about that market is if they're getting the, the CEUs, and they're in those niches, they're most likely going to have more of an opportunity to be able to um, to pay, you know, to, to yeah. afford you. you know, right. And the money block won't be such an issue. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a super smart you know, direction to go because I think that it would be a lot easier to drive revenue. Plus, if you can, you know, prove it out with Facebook ads, what's so fun about 
the Facebook ads is, is you know getting to a spot where you can you know for every dollar you're putting in you're getting more back. Right. So it's you know follow up on the, the survey first, and yeah you know if I mean shoot if it's very similar content and you're just changing some of the the marketing messaging, and then you know if Gary can work on you know re- with Danny really targeting that down, then that could just you know that could definitely be a great option you know right after that survey funnel. Now, we're just getting ready today to send a survey to the whole database to try and identify the therapists in the database and ask their help in terms of understanding what they would be looking for in a class with CEUs. Would they take a class like this? We had a handful of questions. Maybe we could share those questions with you, and you could give us some feedback. You know, we could email them to you. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And this, and it was. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we we ought to uh, exempt the new people who just came in and do this other survey strategy to them. And then another question I have is, uh, with that survey to the new people, if uh, for next time, what would be the ideal point to send them that survey? Yeah, I, I think that the most important piece is, is understanding their biggest challenge and frustration and then just cater to to your niche. So what's your biggest challenge and frustration with X? Um, and so it's a combination of, of that and then, you know, having them raise their interest on a couple different topics that you guys that you know that you teach on. And then definitely making sure that you're getting their level of, of interest on you know, existing products, and having an open, an open, short answer section where they can share, like how you know how we can best serve you. What's your, you know, um, you know, if you had a magic wand, what's the one thing that we could do that would help you the most in your business? So, I mean, those are just a couple pieces. And you know, if you shoot me that survey as well, I'm happy to you know provide feedback on that too. So Great. definitely, uh, yeah, I think that that would be. And, and I love separating out the new folks from the existing so that you can figure out you know, exactly that that will be quite a bit more targeted. And I think that having the flavor of the survey for the Facebook folks being what we've been talking about mm-hmm. and then for your existing database, you know, having about the uh, CEU credits and just getting the interest level on that, then that will be very telling about, you know, what to, what to follow up with to the database, what to follow up with, with the new leads. So – Thank you. And so when we we run the, let's say we did exactly what we did all over again, and we run Facebook ads, we have the free class, and then the Encore free class, and then we run the email campaign about, uh, you know, finding freedom is closing, you need to do it now. Where would we send that survey then? At what point? After the class closes or... Yeah, once once the cart's closed and once all the dust settles, then yeah, then do the survey afterwards. So how long of dust settling? I just want to... Um, I mean, so so like if, like, for example, we have, um, you know, we, we brought in, I don't know, we're at about almost 2,000 leads on this campaign, and we're going to close it at the end of the month, and then we'll probably just wait a couple days. We You almost want it to be somewhat recent to when it ends just because just because they're more likely to open the emails. Yeah, exactly. You're top of mind. So, yeah, keeping it closer is, is definitely effective. Okay, and the nice thing, too, is you can, you can literally ask them, 
why they didn't purchase and just say, you know, like what was holding me back from purchasing Finding Freedom, your answer would be incredibly helpful so that we can get this content out to more people. And if they went through the full funnel and they heard about it, um, some people, you know, getting their answers for that, it would be incredibly helpful. And then the nice thing is, is that some of those might be questions that you can answer that you could follow up and say, oh, my, I couldn't believe, I can't believe that that's what was holding you back. Like, here's how this is. You know, it's almost right. like you can have the rebuttal for it and then potentially drop additional sales even after it closed. Saying, right, hey, right. we'll make an exception. We'll bring it in because I wouldn't want that to hold you back. I didn't realize you didn't know about a multi-pay option, you know, things right. like that. Yeah, that's great. I love that. All right, cool. Perfect. Yeah, so what I would say is definitely shoot those surveys over, and I'll get the responses back as soon as I can. And it's great. We've got, you know, more time booked, and we'll just keep, you know, moving moving fast, and uh, we'll keep optimizing, optimizing as we go. So. Thank you, and I'm glad you had a great weekend. You know, I had planned, uh, Danny is moving today, and uh, I had made plans months and months ago for this weekend. So, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, well, well thank you, and we'll definitely um, look just to make sure that you guys are as integrated as, as we we can with the group. And we get a lot of folks pass referrals, and there's, um, there's a couple people I think that would be great um, for you to – uh, interact with that could be potential joint venture partners. There's one woman, Kirsten Strawn, who's a faith coach. So, and I know that there's different things that you touch on and teach about. So, um, but yeah, that calls September 3rd at 10 a.m. And um, it'd just be great to be able to you know, get you integrated with the group and what have you. So that'll be good. Great. All right. Thank you, Nick. We'll talk with you next week then. All right. Sounds like a plan. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.